Hello, welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. Well, what if we could tell you that it's possible to be content no matter what you're going through today? We're going to talk to you about exactly that. glad you could join us today. Honey, we just recently had a holiday. Now, we weren't going to have that holiday. No. We were supposed to be in Cairns. Yes, beautiful, beautiful sunny hot Cairns. Pools. And so we you nearly... Know, you get the picture. Yeah, we <laughs> nearly didn't have it. And I guess the reason we nearly didn't have that break was because we kind of thought we're already in lockdown. Mm. We're spending a lot of time at home. Yeah. And do we want to just, you know, spend our holidays sitting at home again? Yeah. Yes. But we did a few different things. What, what's some of the things that we did? Yeah, I, well, the first thing, I think I stopped doing a few things. I didn't clean and cook as much, which right. is what a holiday is all about, in my yeah. opinion. Um, plenty of walks. We did, and you love your walks. I and do. Uh, actually, this topic today has come out of a walk that we had on holidays. Now, yes. we're just, how does that work, by the way? We're on holidays, but we thought of a, a series for us to Be- do here in because church. Because we can't stop thinking. Clearly, that's the case. <laughs> that's the case. So th- let's paint the picture. We were walking down one of your favourite beaches down there, South mm-hmm. Beach, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were chatting about yes. contentment and what brings yes. peace. And uh, and for you particularly, I know, because you love to walk mm. down the beach, and you made this comment. Mm. You said... Um, you commented that I love the ocean, it makes me feel relaxed. Yep. That was right, right? Yes. And then you said everybody needs their own ocean. Right. Now, what did I do then? <laughs> then you took it uh, further and made it into a sermon, which right. we are sharing today. On our holidays. I grabbed my phone and I said, that's a great thought. And I, I have this spot where I do my uh, notes for the sermon, see thoughts, I like to call them. Right down. And so here we are in the middle of our holidays. See? I go, Thoughts or seed? seed? No, seed. Seed. (laughs) And I guess, uh, and we got chatting and just, uh, we're going to go into a bit today, but what was that initial thought you had there about that? Well, a little bit of background for me why I love my walks is that I've found that they're very good for my mental health, my emotional and mental health. And so when I'm on holidays, I actually do more of the same things that I might do during my work life because those things fill me up emotionally Right. And that refreshes me and then I can go and do those things I'm called to do. So uh, that was a big long walk that we took. It wasn't just half an hour. We were walking around the rocks and looking at the ocean and that sense of um, being out in nature actually fills my tank, my emotional yeah, tank. Right. Yeah. And at that moment, as we were talking about it, we both were reminded of that scripture in Philippians 4 uh, and verse 11. And uh, I want to read that and we want to talk about how it's possible to be content, Mm. even though we're in lockdown, things don't don't seem to be going like we thought they would. There's restrictions, things we can't do. Mm. Uh, But the idea that just like we're able to find contentment, we want to teach you how to do that today. So let's read from Philippians 4 and verse 11. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, 
and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. For I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You know, I guess one of the things that you can think of when you hear that scripture is we could just round off the whole secret to contentment as, all, as this, all you need is Jesus. Now, of course, that's true and right at one level. Um, and Annette's going to dive into that a bit more. Obviously, our relationship connected to Jesus is uh, a part of our contentment. But I actually think there's another side to this. And that is learning that things don't bring contentment. And in fact, I would suggest to you that we live in a world where just like Annette experienced down by the beach, uh, that the ocean, the things of nature actually gave her and me a sense of contentment, comfort and peace. So too, God's made this earth in a way that there's a symbiotic relationship, I think, between us as humans and our earthly surroundings. You know, it's often been said that um, controversially, I guess, people, there's fighting over climate change and our relationship with the earth and that kind of thing. But I've got to tell you, as I get older, I actually think it's a responsibility of us as Christ followers to steward that which God has given us. Now, I'm not going to go on a rant about that today. In fact, I want to focus on this, that I actually think, just like as humans, we were made out of the earth, I think that the connection with nature is one of God's ways to help us find contentment. It's why when you walk along the beach or you go for a bushwalk or you watch a sunset, that you get this sense of peace and everything in the world will be okay. I want to encourage you that one of the secret things to contentment is finding those things in nature that probably don't cost you an arm and a leg, that don't require you even to travel too far. It might literally be a look out your back door to see uh, the view, are actually God-given so that you can find contentment. You know, you've heard me often talk about my fishing and the way I like to do that. I think... uh, Fishing is a God gift to me. God's allowed me to be in nature in a way that I experience fun and enjoyment in being on the water. And we want to teach you not only the spiritual principles, but the practical principles as well to enjoying what God has for you. And so we want to ask you today, aside from just your relationship with Christ, what are ways that you can stop and appreciate nature? You know, I've grown up in the church, as you know, and many times I've kind of heard people almost make this world out to be completely evil. Everything in it is bad. Um, there's a battle going on. It's good versus evil. But one of the things I discovered when I began to dive into the idea of healthy community, into the idea of this symbiotic relationship, if you like, with us and God's creation, is that actually God describes the earth and everything he made in it as good. I want to encourage you today. Yeah, there's some difficult things. Yes, there's some challenging things. Not, the world is not perfect. But if you start your day with the preemptive thought that the world is bad, the world is evil, and the world is dark, then it probably filters your view of everything you're going to. Can I encourage you today? Start where God starts. He looks across the earth. He shaped it and formed it with his hands. And he said, what I have made is good. 
And when he said that, he meant go and enjoy good. He said to us who he created, he said, I'll put around you. I think it's why we like pets and animals. It's why we like the sunrise, the sunsets, because actually God didn't plan for those things to be separate and that we be in animosity towards nature. In fact, nature itself is God's gift to us, given to us to find contentment, to find peace. So as wild as it sounds today, go for that walk. Uh, Look at that sunrise. Enjoy the ocean, the lake, wherever you find yourself in a way that you know God is gifting to you that image, that feeling in a way that you can find great well-being and good mental health. You know, today we want to, I want to ask Annette actually to read that scripture again because she's going to draw out that, I guess, that spiritual side as well. And I'm going to ask Annette again just to read Philippians 4 uh, verse 11 and she's going to put her emphasis on it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, what an amazing verse we've just read. Um, For us right now in this season, uh, all the things that are going on in our world and in the world at large, uh, here we read about the Apostle Paul telling us that he personally has found contentment in every and any circumstance that he has been in. So I don't know about you, but more and more when I read the Bible, when I read a scripture like this, I get curious and I go, well, what is that? I mean, that's the thing right now that I would be interested in, in knowing what is this secret about being content in everything that you go through? I don't know whether you're like that, but I certainly get curious and I actually want to know what this secret is, what this truth is. And um, the Apostle Paul starts to uh, talk about this in this scripture. I want to go a little bit different to what uh, Paul has been speaking about. And I don't want you to think this is separate to or instead of. I think we have to do all the things we're talking about today that we do have to put in these uh, intentionally put in practical things, things that we are hearing that are good for us and healthy for us. But I want to go just a little bit deeper uh, and really uh, dig away at this idea that the Apostle Paul is saying he's content. Perhaps you're saying to yourself, well, he's never been in lockdown, has he? That he hasn't experienced what we're experiencing. Well, actually, he was in a type of lockdown. He was in uh, uh, under house arrest for two years. So he has had those experiences of not having uh, freedom, uh, that not having the things perhaps he personally would love to have. So he has experienced some of this. But one of the things that as I get curious about this verse and curious about who the Apostle Paul is, I have to go back to his story. What is it that made all the difference for him? What is it that uh, he can now, after all his life experience, say, I am content in every circumstance? 
Well, we have to go back to that first encounter he had with Jesus on the road to Damascus. I believe with all my heart that something so powerful, so amazing, so impactful happened to that man that he changed one worldview that he had, one lifestyle he had, one way of thinking, and it changed him instantly to... uh, see who Jesus was, to have another worldview that had everything to do with Jesus. So I believe as he was on the road to Damascus, he had that experience that something happened for him. And it's something that we have to be curious about for our own life. And that is that all of us, every one of us, every human being needs two basic needs and that is for love and safety, love and security. And right now, I think we're feeling a little bit unsafe or our security isn't there the way it was perhaps two years ago. So this man encounters Jesus and something happens in that relationship that he begins with Jesus that brings him such um, a sense of love and safety that he is able to move forward in his life and experience things that you and I perhaps will hopefully will never experience, yet he can say, I am content. I am okay with what's going on. So two things he, I believe he experienced was the unconditional love of Jesus that that sense that he is loved and forgiven for everything he has done so far in his life, that he actually understands now uh, the worldview that Jesus is uh, representing and that is there is a God, there is a creator who loves us. He experienced that. The second thing was he experienced a sense of purpose. From that day forward, the Bible says he got his orders, if you like, his mission for the rest of his life. And regardless of what happened moving forward in his life, the circumstances he he experienced, he actually had a sense of, I know I'm loved, I know my purpose, and I'm okay with what's happening around me. And I think it's so important for us to uh, go a little bit deeper. Yes, do those things that help our mental health for sure, but in this time, perhaps we could be get, get curious about this scripture, curious about how this man could go through some of the things he did yet feel content. I just want to finish off by reading a scripture that I believe shares with us uh, what experience the Apostle Paul had, and that's in Romans 8, 37 and 39. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What an amazing uh, revelation that Apostle Paul had of the love of Christ for him. 
I want to pray for us today as we finish. And I want to pray for you particularly. I understand that uh, we've given you a lot of information today. And sometimes it's hard to apply that in your own life. So I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit just continues to do a work in your life to keep speaking to you about this idea of having the love of Christ in your life that gives you a sense of love and safety in your world. So let's pray. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we just thank you today for this season and time in our history and our community, Lord. And we just remember and get curious about how people before us, like the Apostle Paul, have gone through these sort of times and and worse, yet have sensed that contentment, that feeling that you are with him, that you are with us. And I just pray for every person here that is just listening this morning. Perhaps they're in overwhelm. Perhaps they don't know uh, what their future holds. But I do pray that your Holy Spirit comes right where they are right now and, Lord, help them to feel that sense of love and security in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope that's helped you today. You know, recently I was talking to somebody and they actually once followed Christ but had decided not to. And I guess there are people here today who who either never made that decision or you once did, but you've just moved away from God. And this person, as we're having a, a genuine conversation about our lives, actually began to describe their life as spiralling downward or their life was actually getting worse. And as sensitively as I could, I reminded them that actually, even though my life is definitely not perfect and I have just as many challenges as anybody else, I reminded them that over the period of my life, the longer journey, if you like, I could tell that my life is spiralling up. In other words, I can experience God's love in a way that just as we talked about today, our circumstances are probably the same in many ways, but actually we experience contentment because we put our belief, our trust in Jesus. Today, if you've never made a decision to follow Christ or you during this really difficult time of last two years have felt your faith decreasing, can I encourage you? re-engage with God. Just begin to pray. You don't have to have all the fancy words or the right answers. Just begin to talk to God about how you think and feel. And we believe today that supernaturally God will bring contentment to your life. We love you and appreciate you. God bless. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a differentlight.com.au 